Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Did the Gonsalveses leave that meeting satisfied? I don't, you know, when you're not get all of your questions answered, obviously you're not satisfied. So it's one of those things where we we're hopeful and we're optimistic. Um, and, you know, we want them to catch the person that committed these crimes. Sidebar's Anjanette Levy sits down with Shannon Gray, the attorney for the family of slain University of Idaho student Kaylee Gonsalves, one of four people brutally stabbed to death. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Long Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. We are continuing our coverage of the University of Idaho murder investigation. The quadruple killings of 21-year-old Kaylee Gonsalves, 21-year-old Madison Mogan, 20-year-old Zana Kernodal, and 20-year-old Ethan Chapin. Their bodies were found in their off-campus rental home out in the college town of Moscow. They were stabbed to death. It is a horrible, unsolved crime. And in this fourth week, we still have no arrests, no suspects, no recovered weapon. However... And Jeanette Levy, my co-host here on Sidebar, had the chance to interview Shannon Gray, the attorney for the family of Kaylee Gonsalves. Now, we know that the Gonsalves family, particularly Kaylee's father, Stephen, has been quite vocal with the media about his frustrations with the progress of this case. He had mentioned that they hired a private investigator, and I even recall when he announced that they planned to hire a lawyer. I'd say the basic concern that he has expressed is a lack of transparency from law enforcement and miscommunications. But before we get into any of that, and Jeanette first asked Mr. Gray, how's the family doing? You know, I'm. They're in grief. They're grieving. Um, you know, they're trying to handle and manage a lot of things. And you know, they've hired me to kind of guide them through this criminal justice process and how complicated it is. If you've never been involved in it before, then you know, you don't know anything about it. You don't know the questions to ask, things like that. You know, they've gotten probably twenty to twenty-five so media requests a day. Um, you know, and they still have to live their lives. They have to work, they have to raise their other children, you know, they have to do those things. And so, you know, it's been, uh, you know, the family and I are a team, we work together and, um, I'm just helping them through this process. So, and that is completely understandable. And I also want to mention something else that Mr. Gray brought up and it's important. 
And that is the intense criticism that has been leveled at the Gonsalves family, particularly Mr. Gonsalves, because what we've been seeing online and even on media outlets are people taking aim at him specifically. And while there is perhaps a legitimate question about whether a victim's family member should be revealing information to the world during this sensitive time in an investigation, it's a whole other thing for people to come up and attack and harass him. There are even rumors online suggesting the worst. They're accusing him of being involved what happened, which is just absolutely terrible. So before we go any further into this interview, I think it is very important to hear what Mr. Gray had to say about that. You know, uh, the families are going through a tragedy right now, and um, it's emotional, it's raw, and um, there are some media outlets that are picking apart um, interviews um, that uh, the Gonzalez family has done, Steve, or anyone else. And I would like to say that, you know, if you are in a position where you are going after uh, the families um, of uh, individuals that their daughter was murdered, you need to take a real hard look at yourself and um, and not do that anymore. Um, uh, the other part of it is that there shouldn't be news platforms that are giving those people talking points and that they need to be aware of those things. So, um, uh, you know, they they can say whatever they want. Um, because they have, we, we should show some compassion, some kindness, and some understanding uh, towards all of the victims' families um, through this really troubling um, time that they're going through. It's a story for a lot of people, but it's a life. This is a life tragedy for the families. So just making people aware of that. All right, so now let's get into the frustrations with law enforcement. Between not releasing enough information about what is happening or this mixed messaging, this has led to people losing confidence in the authorities, and this has also spawned conspiracy theories. Sometimes when you don't have enough information, there's too much information. Well, Mr. Gray talked about meeting with the different members of law enforcement and these authorities, and here's what happened. Well, we were, you know, we had a meeting with the investigators on Monday. Uh, the investigators, the prosecutor, um, Chief Fry was there, um, as a few other people in the room. And, you know, our theme going into that was accountability and communication, accountability, meaning that a lot of the information that had gotten out uh, had been inconsistent and confusing, not only to the families, but also to, I think, the public. You had the coroner making statements. You had the uh, uh, Bill Thompson, the prosecutor, making statements about targeting. And then that was walked back by Chief Fry in another statement. You had Art Bedke, you know, within a day or two making statements about crime of passion. And and so a lot of inconsistencies in that, you know, uh, it was it, consistency uh, promotes trust. And so, you know, part of our theme going in was that, you know, you need to uh, there needs to be some accountability within the investigation about having really one voice. And that, you know, they had made a lot of decisions during the investigation to do to do things or not to do things regarding help, you know, reaching out to the public and helping the, having the public help them uh, during the investigation. And we wanted some answers to there. I came in with five, uh, a full page, five pages of answers of questions. And we walked out with not much being answered at all. Um, the second part was communication. They've done a really poor job of communicating with the Gonzalez family um, and, I, and most and most of the families. Um, and so uh, we wanted to make sure that they were now aware that we're, our, what our expectations were, that it's the investigation the families, and then the media. The Gonzalez family should never hear anything on a press release or social media release or anything like that that we don't know of first. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I hope they're receptive. I hope that they are mature enough to be able to take some criticism and understand the criticism, uh, some of the expectations and that we have. Um, and, you know, I wasn't the, I wasn't popular when I left that meeting for any means. Now, he did indicate that he's taking them at their word when they say that they're hopeful the investigation is moving forward. He said it's not his job to be critical, but to merely express concerns that the family is having. Having said that, we do have to talk about his stance on the coroner. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm talking about Leyta County Coroner Kathy Mavitt, because according to Steve Gonsalves, Mavitt revealed very gruesome details of the killings to him and that she herself we know has spoken to the media talking about the toxicology reports the extreme nature of the case the possible murder weapon mr gray was not too happy about her comments well i mean i i have issues with the coroner um number one you know expressing all of her opinions over the media um at i think at inappropriate times number one number two you know making a personal phone call and describing graphic details of the of what she discovered and what she um, to the family, I don't think was beneficial in any way. Um, I don't think she did it out of a place of of spite. I think she did it because she was, you know, trying to give them more details. But once you hear certain details, um, uh, it's not helpful to the family um, and certain things. So, and, and I, you know. I could go on and on about the coroner, the idea that she's a criminal defense attorney at the same time that she's a coroner, uh, I think could present a conflict um, down the road. Um, and the fact that she's continuing to defend people um, during this investigation. Um, and she's done it before. I mean, the, the fact is, is that there was a, she was involved in a, uh, she was a coroner um, on a murder investigation in Moscow years ago. And she also was the uh, the defense counsel on the case, uh, which is blows my mind. 
Yeah, that conflict of interest could be a problem for sure. That case that he mentioned, we believe, is the James Curtis Leonard case. You can definitely check it out to see Mabbitt's role there. But he wasn't shy about criticizing her actions. Now, he did say that law enforcement hasn't indicated a suspect to the family, that they're keeping things close to the vest, including about that white Hyundai Elantra that police had asked the public's help in identifying. They said it was near the crime scene at the time of the killings. Anything anybody knows about the car or the occupants of the car. I will tell you this, according to Anjanette, the Moscow County Police informed her that they are getting useful tips on that Hyundai Elantra. Well, through our tips, through our leads, some of the evidence that came in, we start to identify patterns. And like we said earlier, we are confident that the occupant or occupants of that vehicle have information that's critical to to this investigation. We also understand that even though there's sometimes a fascination with a particular case, some people simply don't see the news and may not know that we're looking for it. So if we get the word out there, hey, maybe your neighbor has one in the garage that they don't drive very often. Maybe um, there's one that's just not on the registration database. Let us know. So far, we have a a list of approximately 22,000 registered white Hyundai Elantras that fit into our uh, criteria that we're sorting through. That's That's an awful lot of information, but it may not be all of them. So the public Uh, can help us with that. And Mr. Gray finally said that the reason a reward hasn't been put out for more information is because police were concerned that it's too early in the investigation to do that, that if they put out a reward, there could be a flood of non-useful information and leads. And as we continue to report on this case, we encourage anyone with useful information to call the tip line, the Moscow County Police tip line at 208-883-7180. You can email tipline at ci.mosco.id.us and digital media submissions can go to fbi.gov slash Moscow, Idaho. And that's all we have for you, everybody, here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.